to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. If you are caught up, you've listened to all the episodes already. Hey, thanks. I hope that you're finding value in this podcast. If you are not up to date, I highly suggest that you listen to the previous episode where we talk all about how to get your dog to walk nicely on leash. If you know someone who's maybe struggling with a dog who pulls like crazy on the leash, please feel free to share the episode so that it can help the people who need it the most. I had so much fun talking with Erica uh, from Dusk Tail Dog. We just had a great time sharing tips and tricks. So yeah, if you haven't already listened to the previous episode, go ahead and give it a listen. If you like this podcast, it would mean a lot to me if you could leave a review. I think that the more reviews that get left, the better chance this podcast has of reaching the people who really need it. Also, be sure to hit subscribe so that you don't miss out on any future episodes. It's happening. A Good Feeling Dog Training is launching online dog training courses. If you're too busy to attend a group class, if you live out of my service range, if you need a reminder of what you should be doing with your dogs, online dog training courses are the option for you. I am super excited that two online dog training courses will be dropping June of 2019. If you'd like to get on the wait list, head over to agfdogtraining.com for future updates. I normally do polls on Instagram to hear what you guys want me to talk about on the podcast, but um, I didn't do a poll this week because I already had a topic in mind. So, um, but if you watch my Insta stories next week because I'll definitely post a poll um, to get some feedback about what you guys want to hear about the podcast. But in today's episode, I want to talk about why your mindset matters in dog training. So, um, this is a little, you know, woo-woo, if you will, but stick with me because I'm going to loop it back to how it's pertinent to you and your dog. Um, I truly believe that your mind is an insanely powerful tool, and I think that it can be used for positive thinking and attracting more of what you want, and I also think that we are all guilty of lots of negative thoughts and attracting maybe what we don't want. So, I am definitely working on this myself, um, but I am always consciously trying to choose a positive thought pattern, whatever aspect of my life that is. And I absolutely believe that this matters when it comes to not only the relationship with you and your dog, but when it comes to training your dog. So if you're constantly thinking negative thoughts about your dog, it's very likely that you're going to get more negative behaviors to confirm those negative thoughts. Okay, stick with me here. Um, If you constantly think of your dog as naughty or misbehaved, you probably are going to find a reason to point out behavior that you perceive as naughty. 
okay? And if you are constantly complaining and thinking negative thoughts about your dog, that's going to predispose you to thinking of ways to punish your dog's behavior. You're always going to be focusing on the behavior you don't want, and then you're going to continue to get more of that very same unwanted behavior. I think that this is why there is still a big trend in dog training with trainers who use compulsion and aversion techniques for training, right? So what that means is they'll punish the dog every time they do something wrong. That's a a big way that shock collars work. Same thing with pinch collars, right? They're using the pinch collar as punishment for behavior the dog doesn't want. I don't use those tools. I don't believe in training that way. Um, You don't have to take my word for it. There are pages and pages and pages and pages of evidence that prove that using positive reinforcement, the least aversive, minimally intrusive techniques is how you're going to get the best outcome in the behavior department. And also that's how you're going to maintain the best relationship with your dog. So um, yeah, I think that all of those negative thoughts and your tendencies to speak badly or negatively about your dog is what opens up that huge window and that's why people still train using those outdated in my opinion inhumane training techniques so you know that is definitely something to consider if you are always dwelling on unwanted behavior it's very likely that you're probably going to get more of that unwanted behavior and you're going to give yourself more excuses to complain about that behavior what I am always working towards and doing my best to you know, think about is I always want to reframe the way I'm looking at unwanted behavior in my dogs. Okay, so um, for example, Waylon pulls a lot on the leash. And instead of constantly being frustrated, why is this dog always at the end of the leash? I wish he would stop pulling. I'm so frustrated. I remind myself that Waylon's motivation for pulling is never to make me mad. That's not how dogs work. I don't know why there's this like huge ploy that dogs are trying to take over the world. Like that is not happening. A dog can go out a door before you without any malicious intention. And in the scenario of me and Waylon, his intention is not to make me mad. So what I really have to look at is why is Waylon pulling? Waylon's pulling because he loves to sniff and explore his environment. His breeder used a program called Puppy Culture. If you're not already familiar with Puppy Culture, I'll attach a link in the show notes. It is a fabulous puppy rearing program that, in my opinion, gives puppies the best chance at being physically and behaviorally sound as they grow. And something that the Puppy Culture program really utilizes is creating enrichment seekers, and that is absolutely true of Waylon. Waylon is not a dog who just wants to cruise through his environment without investigating. Like he wants to check out what's going on. So I really have to remind myself that Waylon's intentions when we're out walking is to seek enrichment. It's not to make me mad. So when Waylon is pulling, I remind myself that 
I need to focus on something positive. So I change the environment. I make it easier. Then he focuses on me and I can shift to thinking of Waylon as focused instead of distracted. And it's important because if not, that would probably lead me down the path if I continued to think of Waylon as trying to make me mad or being terrible on a leash, that would probably lead me down a path of punishment and using aversives. But I know better and I'm constantly learning and evolving so that I don't have to resort to those things, right? I like to change the way that I speak about Waylon too because words really do matter. I used to be kind of embarrassed when Waylon was younger and when people asked how he was I'd be like oh he's really naughty and I think that that was not good for us that was not good because that led me to thinking about Waylon as naughty instead of young and curious so the way that I speak about Waylon has greatly changed since then and when people ask how Waylon is I always speak using positive words he is really happy he loves people he's very confident because that changes the trajectory of my thoughts and that leads me to a much better place when I'm thinking about Waylon So remember, not only does your mindset matter, but the words that you use also matter when you're talking about your dogs, okay? And I think it's easy to complain and get frustrated, but I challenge you to grow and evolve and learn and be a better person instead of constantly dwelling on the unwanted behavior that you're seeing in your dogs, While your mindset matters and so do your words, your actions also matter. It's important that we're using, here we are again, management to prevent unwanted behavior in dogs and prevent unwanted scenarios where maybe you're going to be prone to being frustrated or thinking negative thoughts or using negative words with your dog. We're going to use management and then we're going to use training so that you both can be successful and that you both can stay in a positive mindset And then you can have positive outcomes as well, right? So I really believe that you get more of what you're thinking about. So if you're constantly thinking about your dog being badly behaved or naughty or whatever negative word you want to put in there, you're going to get more of that. So really challenge yourself, even when you're just thinking about your dog, think about your dog in a better light. And I promise you, that's going to get you to a point where you can think of more scenarios where you could change behavior for better results. Okay, so um, Actions. You also need to use your actions. So you are thinking about your dog positively. The thoughts, the trajectory that your thought pattern is on is thinking about the possibilities and the potential for you and your dog. And you're using positive words to speak about your dog and not only about your dog, but about yourself. If you are constantly using negative words to describe yourself and you're unintentionally belittling yourself, you're going to get more of that, right? So learn to change the way you speak about yourself too. You know, I'm not a perfect trainer, but I'm always learning and I'm always growing and I'm enjoying the journey while I'm at it. Right? So think about what you are doing well and try not to dwell on what you perceive as what you're not doing well. 
And then you need to work as a team with your dog, okay? So um, Waylon and I are an agility team. If you follow us on Instagram, I've been posting some videos there of like our successes together. I got Waylon with the intention of competing in agility. There was a point about a year ago where I thought that that would never happen. And you want to know why? Is because I was stuck in a negative thought pattern about Waylon and I was letting my negativity and my thought pattern and my words come in between the relationship I was trying to build with Waylon and I really had to do some soul searching, right? And instead of reminding myself that Waylon was still maturing and growing into himself, all I could think about is we're never going to be able to compete. And I am really blessed with a lot of fabulous um, coaches, agility coaches in my life. And they helped me to grow and recognize that I needed to change the way that I was thinking about Waylon. I needed to change the way I was speaking about him and myself as a team, and I needed to formulate an action plan with what I was going to do to change that. And I'm telling you, I have hundreds of pages of training notes and distractions to add in and places to practice. And I used my action to get Waylon and I to the point where we are today. If you missed it, um, I posted on Instagram, Waylon and I competed in agility on Sunday. Um, This is Wednesday. This podcast will come out on Friday. But um, I took a break from competing in agility because we weren't ready. Some things needed more training. And that was totally okay. I was happy to take a step back and work through some training and some relationship building. And we were ready again, right? Like I really, I knew that Waylon could succeed in the trial environment and I had my head on straight and I was ready to be his teammate instead of being nervous or worried or negative. And were we a perfect team? No. But did we have a brilliant time? Yes. Was Waylon really successful? Yes. Was I successful? Yes. Did the training shine through? Yes. And it was absolutely brilliant. But there was, you know, Waylon's two and a half. So that was two and a half years of training that got us to that point. You have to remember that training is not a fixed point in time, right? Like it's it's always evolving. It's a journey that you're on with your dog. So it takes time to get places. It takes time to change behavior. It takes time to change not only your dog's behavior, but it also takes time to change your behavior, right? So I think that making sure that you have a positive mindset is really the first step, in my opinion, before you're ready to do anything else. Because if you're in a negative headspace, you are not going to be able to get to a point where you can be a successful teacher to your learner, which is your dog in this scenario, right? So mindset really absolutely matters. And I really try to not only practice what I preach, but also be an influence in the communities of dog people that I'm a part of. Um, I really try to speak positively about people, even if they are having trouble doing it, right? And I think that it's important that we all come together as a dog community and build each other up and recognize that like each team is on a different journey. And the more positive and uplifting we can be to each other, the better progress we can all make collectively, right? So 
mindset really absolutely matters. And if you are having a hard time with your mindset, I think you need to take a deep breath and maybe take a step back from whatever you're trying to work on with your dog and really get your mind straight first. Dogs are insanely perceptive. And I tell you what, me having a negative mindset and me speaking negatively about Waylon directly impacted the way that we interacted with one another. I mean, seriously, like there were moments in agility where he would disengage and go and say hi to someone or run slowly. And all of that was a a direct reflection of my negative mindset, right? Thinking negatively about Wayland, speaking negatively about myself, staying frustrated instead of letting um, Wayland's behavior just be information that can inform training sessions. And I tell you what, when I took a good look at what was going on, it started with me. And I'm telling you, the second that I changed my mindset about Waylon, we made leaps and bounds. And I'm not saying that just changing your mindset is a cure-all, but I'm saying that it's a great step in the right direction and your dog is going to notice, right? So making sure that you have a positive mindset is crucial. Making sure that you're using words that are not negatively impacting your goals with your dog, right? And then making sure you have an action plan to get to the final goal or behavior. And I'm telling you, a lot of times in dog training, you know, I think that we all have maybe these expectations that are, I don't want to say unrealistic because I don't believe that, but we all have expectations and, you know, high hopes. And I think along the way we realize what really matters and sometimes what really matters doesn't line up with those initial goals, right? Um, I'm telling you, the second I decided that Waylon and I loved each other and we were functioning beautifully in the world together, that's when the agility game come, came together. You know, and life is about so much more than just agility, but like this is a very specific example in my life with him. But, you know, I think that if you want your dog to walk perfectly at your side an entire walk, I think that changing your mindset and learning to work with your dog and training, I think you start to recognize that it's about so much more than a dog walking in a perfect heel. You know, um... Dogs are brilliant teachers, and I wholeheartedly believe that their souls are connected with ours to help us evolve and be better together. And if you can't appreciate that journey, I think that you're going to miss a lot of joy um, and your relationship with your dog is not going to be everything that it could be. So... Yeah, that, that's why I think that your mindset is absolutely crucial, crucial to not only just dog training, but your relationship with your dog. <sighs> it felt so good to get that off my chest. I hope that this resonates with you. I hope that you can find some inspiration and, in, you know, my advice here. If you like this episode, please feel free to take a screenshot and tag me in your Insta stories. Like I said, positive reinforcement works for dogs and for people. And I am 
am doing this podcast because I absolutely believe that everyone can have a fabulous relationship with their dog. And as a byproduct, have a really, really nice trained dog at the same time. So if you feel like you need training help, please feel free. Reach out. If you don't live in Colorado, I do remote training. I would be happy to help you. If you want to work with someone in person but you don't live in Colorado, please send me a DM on Instagram or send me a message on Facebook. I am happy to connect you with someone in your area. Um, So yeah, happy training people of the internet and I am already looking forward to the next episode. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to learn more about us, please check us out on Instagram at a good feeling underscore in co. You can also find us on Facebook at a good feeling dog training, as well as our website, agfdogtraining.com.